Wednesday. What's up? It's Steve McKenzie of the Bless My Bacon podcast coming to you from Alabaster, Alabama. It is the only bacon-only podcast in the nation. Today, we speak with Sean Ty of Fat Belly Bacon. Bless my bacon. I always love speaking with small batch bacon producers just because their passion, their commitment to the craft, they put their heart and soul into everything that they do it's not just a hobby it is their passion so it's it's coming from the heart and everything that they do is just full-on whole hog so uh one of these folks is sean ty of fat belly bacon in new jersey and uh he's he's got just some great stuff going on and i had the opportunity to speak with him and here is that interview it's my pleasure to introduce you to Sean Ty of Fat Belly Bacon. He is based in Gloucester City, New Jersey. And welcome, Sean. How are you doing? I'm doing good tonight. How about yourself? Doing great. I love listening to stories about yours, just people who started with a passion making bacon and then they have success and you're one of those people. How did it all start for you? When did you first get into bacon? I've been a bacon lover for, well, pretty much my whole life. I'm also pretty passionate home cook. Probably should have went to culinary school and went a different job route, but I didn't. Uh, one night I was sitting down and browsing through YouTube, looking at recipes and different stuff to cook and, uh, came across a gentleman making his own bacon. So I did some, uh, research and tried to figure it out myself and wound up doing it at home. The first batch was probably three pork bellies. It was about, uh, 25 pounds or so. And, uh, once I got through the process and had everything cut by hand on my kitchen table and now it's on me, I have 25 pounds of bacon. What am I going to do with it? So, uh, at that point I threw a post on Facebook and, uh, it was gone in a matter of 10 minutes. That's incredible. Yeah, so that, that uh, spurred me to follow this path. It's funny because uh, we were trying to arrange a time to talk, and you said, yeah, I've got a 150 pounds of bacon to slice and package and ship. So you're a busy dude. Yeah, today was a long day. Yeah. How many pounds do you put out on a weekly basis? During uh, the winter, I mean, I really, my bulk, business is uh farmers markets and uh of course in the winter in new jersey there's not a whole lot going on uh so during the winter i'm probably looking at about uh 150 to 200 pounds uh, every week or so um during the farmers market seasons uh we're doing about 300 pounds a week wow that is amazing now what kind of a smoker setup do you have yeah, see, that's uh, that's an interesting question because right now I'm still running with my originals, which are uh, vertical pellet smokers. I have uh, three of them at the at the present time. They've got to be big units if you're uh, pumping out that kind of volume. Yeah, well, two of them are, are regular, you know, uh, seven rack units, and the third one is a converted uh, gas smoker into a uh, commercial smoker, and I turned into a pellet. Your bacon recipes your your bacon offerings you've got maple bourbon like a classic plain jamaican jerk old bay black pepper nashville hot 
how do you come upon your recipes? Do you experiment? Do you see what else has been done on the internet? Yeah, I, I do some research and then, uh, some of the things that I find, I will change to, to make it our own and make it a simpler process. I, I fully believe in less is better. And as far as how we come up with the, uh, the finished product is a lot of experiments. When you talk about your favorite bacon, it would be like talking about your favorite children, but is there one particular variety of bacon that you've created that just is, is incredible that you like every single time you make it? Do you have one like that? The Jamaican jerk is my, is my favorite by far. If you ask my wife, uh, she grows maple bourbon and my daughters go for, uh, the natural hot in the plane. So, but Jamaican jerk is my favorite. Oh, that's great. Bell that comes out over that way. And, you know, after it's done smoking, it comes out and it's sitting there cooling in the kitchen. It's amazing. Do you do much experimenting? Oh yeah. Yeah. We, <laughs> I, I have a, a nice drawer full of experiments that had failed and, uh, I couldn't get it to work at all. So I do have, uh, some, some, some good failures, but I have a lot of successes on that also. Yeah. You got to fail if you want to succeed. That's for sure. What would you say to someone who wants to get into bacon making, but they haven't really taken the plunge? Do you have any advice for newbies? Research as much as you can. Uh, also, if you find some people on some uh, online forums, Facebook or whatever, reach out and ask. A lot of people will be glad to help you. And uh, that was one of the things that I did. And I actually met Paul Kennedy from uh, Society of Bacon, who happens to be about 45 minutes to an hour away from my location. And uh, he was just a wealth of information and had no problem sitting down and talking and going over everything. And uh, another one would be uh, Jeff Lesson from Hitman Smoke Products down in Tennessee. Those guys, anytime I have any problems, you know, I throw a text out or whatever. And they're more than, more than happy to put their input in and help you out. It's funny you should mention those guys. I talked to Jeff last week. He was on the podcast this week. Or actually, no, he is going to be on the podcast uh, this Saturday. And then I touched base with Paul today. I'm going to talk to him next week. Okay. But that's the one thing that I've been so impressed with is that, like you said, bacon makers, a lot of bacon makers are so generous with their time, their input. It's it's like a fraternity and no one cares you know, who gets the credit. It's just all about sharing recipes, sharing experience and advice because, you know, bacon is kind of like a snowflake. You know, it's it's unique in its own way, no matter who makes it. You know, there's so many different variables. Yeah, and it's a... Uh... I, I can't, like I said, I can't thank those guys enough. It's a great community and everybody just wants everybody else to succeed and, and keep it going. Sean, do you typically cold smoke or hot smoke your bacon? So I hot smoke. Um, I don't have the space uh, to do a, a cold smoke. I would love to, but I just don't have that availability at this point. Yeah. What is the difference? Because I am... I'm learning pretty much every podcast about bacon and just the various nuances of it all. 
But what is the difference between a hot smoked bacon and a cold smoked bacon as far as when you cook it, how it turns out, how it tastes? So to me, cold smoke has a different texture than hot smoke. Um, hot smoke, you're pretty much bringing it up to a, a basically a done temperature. So it, it does give the, the bacon a more ham-like texture, but I seem to prefer that. Uh, because I, I, I kind of like it a little chilly. You know, if you, if you, if you bite into it and it snaps and falls apart, it's overdone and not just, that's not me. Yeah. When did you decide to start a bacon business? I know that you've, you've got some of this on your, uh, on your website and I guess you did allude to it earlier, but how long ago it, was that? So that was 2019. That was right before Christmas that year. And well, actually, it was probably around November. Um, so right around Thanksgiving, we was was the first batch that I did, and uh, from that point, uh, became a registered business with New Jersey in 2020 in February. And everybody knows what happened in March. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that hurt for a few months. So, what kind of feedback have you gotten from customers and also your farmers market customers? Uh, everything that I've heard has been, uh, you know, runs the whole gamut from, you know, I, I didn't know you could do this by yourself to, oh my God, this is the best bacon I've ever had. And just to see the smile on your face and hear those compliments is what keeps us going. That's so good. Sean Tai of Fat Belly Bacon is who we're talking to. Sean, what are your goals for Fat Belly Bacon? So, um, we'll be making this a full-time uh, journey uh, beginning in May. So, I would like to grow a little bit more, supply some uh, restaurants, bars, get into some supermarkets in the areas, and just start growing the business. That's great. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Conversely, you know, every business has its challenges, has a few, you know, bumps in the road. What have been a few struggles that you've had and how have you overcome them? Well, besides, you know, starting a business when COVID was just starting and killed everything for six months, uh, the, the hardest part about this uh, business right now is doing it part-time in addition to my full-time job. So it pretty much takes up. You know, in the summer, it pretty much takes up every day that I have off. So it does cut into some family time, but hopefully that's going to change very shortly. Yeah, that's good. What kind of pig, what kind of breed of pig do you prefer for your bacon? So um, my preference would be uh, Berkshires and Dorox. I've heard so many good things about Berkshires and Dorox for that matter. For uh, smoking, do you, well, let me ask you, what kind of smoke do you use with your bacon? So I actually do a, a blind. I, I use uh, hickory, maple, and apple. That's good. Nearly everyone I talk to uses a combination as opposed to just straight hickory or straight, you know, cherry or apple or whatever. And I think that lends a lot of complexity to bacon. Have you found that to be the case? Absolutely. Uh, I did. I did experiment with like you said, the straight hickory and the straight apple. Um, putting this together just takes that uh, savory from the hickory and then, you know, the sweetness from the maple and apple just 
balance that out perfect in my opinion. You know, I have uh, looked at your website and seen some of the varieties of your bacon. Do you have any other varieties or products that you want us to be aware of? So uh, as far as products go, uh, available at our farmer's market locally, uh, we do pork belly burn ends and, uh, we also do pork roll, which is a regional, uh, specialty in, in New Jersey. And if you're from North Jersey, anybody listening to this, it's not Taylor name because that's what they call it. They're wrong. <laughs> but we also do, uh, breakfast likes. Oh, great. How can people order your bacon? So our bacon is available on our website, fatbellybacon.com. You can place an order there and uh, either pick up or I can ship. That's fantastic. So the way uh, we look at it is, uh, if you look at our website, we have a little saying that uh, bacon made the way it used to be. Um, Doing our research, we had found that um, the way that our ancestors made bacon when they had no refrigeration or whatever else it was just basically salt and you know whatever sugar they could find if they had it um i i felt that was the the way to go with this we have a very simple curing process uh involves three ingredients for you know just the base i I love to educate people about how store-bought bacon is made compared to you know, a small batch of craft bacon. And there really is such a difference. We're talking with Sean Ty of Fat Belly Bacon in Gloucester City, New Jersey. I encourage you to go to his website, fatbellybacon.com, correct? That is correct. I love that name. I love that name. I I wish I could steal it. It's it's so good. Fat Belly Bacon, uh, fantastic bacon, artisan bacon, Small batch bacon, if you are in New Jersey, definitely swing by a farmer's market and you have farmer's market information on your website when it becomes available. That is correct. And also uh, Facebook and Instagram as well. Awesome. Well, Sean, I wish you all the best, especially as you launch your business in May, your your full-time business. And I look forward to not only trying your products, but also uh, talking to you some more. And thank you very much. Once again, thank you, Sean Ty of Fat Belly Bacon, another massively popular small batch bacon producer. And let's take a look at the latest news. I'm Steve McKenzie. Now, the modern beard is the bear hug of facial fashion, says 2022 Farm Journal's Pork Best Beards in the Pork Industry Contest judge Clinton Griffiths. Yes, there is a best beards competition in the pork industry. So it wraps its whisker shod visage in a tight embrace while providing warmth, utility, and comfort, notes Griffiths. Host of Ag Day TV and editor of Farm Journal, genetics created me a non-facial hair participant. So instead I took on in awe and wonder at those with the ability to accessorize their jawline in full regalia. And so the competition was stiff, as as we know, and uh, the highest number of entries and the highest quality of entries yet 
tons of people participated. There were long beards, neatly trimmed beards, wild beards, colorful beards. And for Judge Gene Nome, director of the North American Supply Chain, for Genus PLC and former president of the National Pork Board, the pressure was tough. The number one beard was Scott Smith, and he serves as the National Pork Board's assistant controller and is from Windsor Heights, Iowa. And it's funny because he's got swine shine. It's a swine shine beard oil. And uh, apparently it's, it's made with uh, some sort of, of uh, pork products. And that's what gives him his lovely glow. Uh, and he smells wonderful as well. So nothing says winning pork industry beard like a man wearing bacon. And the, uh, the picture that they posted was a, uh, clearly a promotional picture to sell beard oil, but the execution was perfect. According to the judges, it was a full, well-manicured and glistening beard. And of course, the sweet aroma of Saturday morning brunch fills the room when his beard walks in. Smith's nominator, Kristen Zipperlin, says he approaches the care of his beard like he does his job. He's a detail-oriented individual serving on the National Pork Board's finance team, and he supports state pork associations and the board of directors by giving clear insight into checkoff funds provided by America's pig farmers. So let's hear it for Scott Smith and his winning beard. In other news, Dairy Queen introduces the new bacon queso cheeseburger as part of the brand's new $7 meal deal. The bacon queso cheeseburger features a 100% seasoned beef patty topped with zesty queso and thick-cut applewood smoked bacon served on a warm toasted bun. You can enjoy the bacon queso cheeseburger a la carte or as part of their $7 meal deal. Well, you get one bacon queso cheeseburger plus a side of fries, a drink, and a small sundae for seven bucks. And it can be found at participating DQ locations nationwide for a limited time. The Back Food Equipment Maker has announced the availability of the Spiral Bacon Smokehouse. It's a groundbreaking automated production line from ProTech. Now, what the Spiral Bacon Smokehouse does, it's According to them, the ultimate solution for meat processors who want to take their bacon production capabilities to the highest level of product quality, improve yields, and optimize labor. This thing is, it's pretty insane. It looks like it's about as big as a semi-truck. And it features a linear combination of integrated technologies that transform bacon from raw bellies into a perfectly seasoned, cooked, and smoked product from start to finish. It delivers inline injection, optional liquid smoke drenching, drying, natural smoking and freezing of pork bellies that are ready to press and slice. And the finished product is consistent and uniform because every piece enters and exits the oven in the same position and at the same temperature, which is monitored and controlled throughout the cooking, smoking and freezing process. I honestly, personally don't know how it's possible to do all of this with one machine but spiral oven technology isn't new to meat processing processing apparently but it's fully automated and uh, it's it's developed for smoked meats such as bacon and it's only available from protech says the ceo and founder john boback what's incredible is that this patent pending spiral bacon smokehouse system is capable of cooking and freezing 8800 pounds of product 
per hour. Again, don't know how it's possible. And I'm sure just hearing these words probably offends every small batch bacon producer in the country uh, as a almost a sacrilegious treatment of pork belly simply because it's it's automated it's uh they inject brine into the belly and it does all these things and it eliminates the human component and the element of all that however it is bacon news and you deserve to hear everything that is happening in the bacon industry And now to our Bacon Producer of the Week. I was pretty happy I stumbled upon these folks because they are based in Alabama, which is exciting. Uh, It's Glenn and Dale Beard, family-run business. Um, Dale Beard was spending a busy recent Thursday morning getting the scratch-made salads, twice-baked potatoes, stuffed mushrooms, and casseroles ready and stocked into the Meat Mart's display cases. These guys... I don't know how they do it. Uh, they they offer so many products, bacon included, um, prime meats. And uh, husband Glenn was actually working on the next batch of house-made bacon by applying seasonings to the belly slabs and getting ready to put it in the smoker. So it's all handmade items that they're making. And he says, we're not sitting around twiddling our thumbs as much as we did when we first opened, Dale said with a grin. We used to sit here and twiddle our fingers from the time school started until school was out. We're not twiddling as much, he says. In fact, business has grown so much that it now takes Glennondale and three employees to meet the demands of Meat Mart customers. And they're really close to the Gulf, so they've got a lot of customers, a lot of big sport fishing boats that come to town twice a year, and they've been a big part of the Meat Mart success. They stopped by to stock up for the four-day trip chasing Blue Marlin. And he said, even if you get just 8 to 12 boats of the 40 or so going out, it's a big shot. He says, uh, they don't always order. They just come in and wipe you out. Give me all those. Give me all those. Give me all those. Uh, Dale's homemade casseroles are a big hit on the boats as well because, you know, it's it's homemade. It's just like grandma's home cooking. And uh, she says, we've got a little something for everybody They've got five flavors of twice-baked potatoes. They make their chicken salad with all-natural free-range chicken. Dale also handcrafts the store's crab cakes and portobello mushroom caps filled with crab cake stuffing. So they offer pretty much everything that you would expect from a Gulf Coast meat store. Kebabs, beef pinwheels... Uh, Glenn, he's in charge of making the mind-boggling variety of sausages and, of course, bacon. Uh, And with the sausages, you can get anything from sun-dried tomato basil to the savory chicken to the house-flavored sausages. And some of the 20 or so sausages even come with seafood in them. He says, we make everything in here. They hand-cut everything. And if you just want to buy one piece of sausage, you can. You don't have to buy the whole pack, whatever you want. They are a restaurant-quality beef producer, um, and actually, uh, they're licensed in selling certified Angus beef, so they they are just uh, a one-stop shop for everything. And uh, one of their popular items is the 1099 shrimp boil, which is pretty awesome, according to them. Uh, So anyway, yes, tons of homemade products, including homemade bacon. Uh, This is the Meat Mart, and this is in Orange Beach, Alabama. 
recipe of the week. And now for the recipe of the week, coming to you from BensaBaconLovers.com. Eliza Cross runs this website. She is an author, a cookbook author, I might add, and she has so many incredible recipes. I've scoured the web for bacon recipes, and honestly, if you want your one-stop shop, uh, it's BensaBaconLovers.com. Case in point, this week's recipe of the week is Irish burgers with bacon and cheese. It's not very often that I uh, I talk about a uh, an Irish dish, but this Irish burger with bacon and cheese features two quarter pound patties, plenty of crisp bacon, and melted Irish Kerrygold cheddar cheese on a toasted potato bun. What's really cool too is it is topped with tender cabbage fried in a little of the bacon fat, and of course you put this Emerald Island sauce on it, which is also known as Thousand Island dressing. The beloved condiment of Reuben sandwiches. So what you're going to need is mayo, ketchup, dill pickle relish, potato buns, or your favorite hamburger buns, butter, thick cut bacon, one pound of ground beef, kosher salt, freshly ground black pepper, four slices of Irish cheddar cheese, and half a head of cabbage. And so you basically make the Thousand Island sauce or the Emerald Island sauce with mayo, ketchup, and dill pickle relish. And of course, you make the bacon and then you cook the cabbage in the bacon, cook your burgers, add the iris cheddar on top, and you just, you put it together, you make it, and it is, it's just, it's epic. Uh, If you want the full details, because I've glossed over things, go to bensabaconlovers.com and search for Irish burgers with bacon and cheese. And that is it for this edition of the Bless My Bacon podcast. Uh, Thanks for listening, and please subscribe to this. Tell your friends. Tell Kay Ivey about it. She's the uh, governor of Alabama. I love Alabama. I've been here uh, not that long, about a year and a half, almost two years, and love it here so much. So uh, if you see Kay Ivey, if you know her, have her call me. Let's. We need to get together. I need to talk to her about bacon. And also, uh, tell Kevin Bacon as well that I, I gave him a shout out because, you know, the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, where basically, uh, you know, he's connected to some actor in Hollywood and uh, I'm sure he's connected to me somehow. So... Uh, And if you know any bacon experts or if you yourself are a bacon expert, let me know. And uh, I would love to talk with you. I'd love to have you on the show. Uh, Once again, my email is Steve McKenz, S-T-E-V-E-M-C-K-E-N-Z at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, God bless you. God bless your bacon. And bless my bacon. Bless my bacon.